Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Made for Glory podcast. My name is Sean, and as your host and the creator of this podcast, I am thrilled to share with you stories of how God has worked in people's lives. Real-life stories of how God stepped into someone's brokenness, tragedies, struggles, and addictions, and by His grace, He has brought transformation. How He has reshaped someone to both enjoy God's glory more deeply and reflect it more clearly. So stick around, find some encouragement, some comfort, and maybe find that you're not alone in your own struggles as we hear about a life that has been made for glory. everyone welcome and thanks for tuning in today to hear another story of a life that has been impacted by God's grace often the trials that we face in life are unexpected and can come upon us suddenly in those moments and seasons of life we can often be tempted to grow bitter and even angry towards God but what does it look like to walk through our valley continually seeking his presence within the trial That's what you're going to hear about today, the story of how someone faced their unexpected battle with cancer with the sustaining grace of worship. And so I'm excited for you guys to hear from my sister in Christ, Leah Scholes. So Leah, thank you for being willing to do this and come on the podcast and share your story. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So before we get into it, would you take a moment and tell us about yourself? Yes. Um, My name's Leah Scholes. And I um, am married to Jerry or JD Skulls. My son is 16. His name is Jaden Skulls. And um, I work for a ministry called Reaching Souls International. And there I serve as the executive assistant to the president and CEO and have been there almost five years now. As a, um, a kid, I was raised in the church and um, got to go every time pretty much that the door was open and learned that I needed God very early in my life, um, that I knew that I was a sinner and, and needed a saving. And um, <laughs> many times I would go home and play church with my grandparents um, when many other kids are going home to, you know, play house or bank or whatever. Um, but I I was raised in a Methodist church where acolytes and um, reciting the Apostles' Creed and things like that yeah. were, were everyday things, and so um, we we did all of that. We we played acolyte. I was the choir director. I was the preacher. I did all of it. <laughs> so, um, and just I mean, just pretty much thought that. I had it all together, yeah. and one of the uh, first times that really uh, had to depend on God was. When I was 16, I lost my grandfather, mm. and my grandfather and I were best friends. Yeah. And but looking back, I am—I wouldn't say thankful, but God knew what He was doing because yeah. by taking my grandfather first, I got to build such a better relationship with my grandmother. Mm. Um, and so sometimes we just—we don't even know what God's doing, and it's—it turns out great and what yeah. what we need. So um, and what a testament of perspective. I mean, to be able to look at that moment and that, that pain and be able to come back and say, you know what, actually, I am going to take the time and try and think, God, what were you doing in this? Or or what kind of things did I benefit from this that maybe I didn't see in that time? Man, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know, you know, suffering and trials, you know, weren't, you know, the, the cancer story wasn't the first experience with right. that. And so what were maybe some of those other ones, too, that you had 
about a year and a half into our marriage, um, my husband and I decided it was time to have children. Mm-hmm. And right at about uh, 16 weeks, we had already heard the heartbeat. We had seen the baby. We had done all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, 16 weeks, we went in for our appointment, and we were told that our, our child was no longer alive. Oh, um, that was heartbreaking for me. Um, and just a time that I really will say my, my um, faith in the Lord grew mm-hmm. because it was I was just like why you know yeah. why me um, which later on when we talk about my cancer story a little bit it was the opposite um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't ask why during that part wow. but but I did younger sure. younger life so yeah well let's talk about that what was the time frame like how long ago was it that that all this began um, in the middle of COVID in 2022 yeah. or 2020 I turned 40 in May and you you know you're told to go get a, your baseline mammogram at 40 mm-hmm. years old and because of covid things got pushed off and everything so it ended up being in october um, before i got to go in i'm a rule follower and so <laughs> if that's what i was supposed to do that's what i was going to go yeah. do um and went in in october and uh, had my first mammogram and got a call back the next day and was like hey we need you to come back in we're seeing something you know, I talked to a couple of people, and everybody's like, oh, I've been called back in, you know. So I really wasn't worried. Yeah. I went back. I was like, okay, we'll go do this again. Um, but that time, they put me back in this room, and I sat there for what seemed like hours. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it was just minutes. But we did an immediate um, ultrasound after that. Mm-hmm. And the, the doctor, the, the radiologist tech left and came back with the doctor. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I have a feeling that yeah. I, I know what's about to be said. But um you know, I had a piece even right then, and and I had since seen that radiologist, and she she said she goes, I had never seen anybody just accept what had been mm. given, and just and thanks God for the opportunity to um, you know be a witness for Him through the, wow. through the trial. So, wow. So even right there in the beginning, just that that moment of being able to proclaim Him. Yep. Wow. So that was middle first part of November, um, and he, like I said, he pretty much said, you know, but we have to d- guarantee it with a biopsy. Yeah. So we scheduled a biopsy, waited for those results for about a week, um, and then um, got the the final um, thing, the middle part of November. Mm-hmm. And so then it's into all the decisions that you have to yeah. make, and every cancer is different, even breast cancer itself. Has different. There's different kinds and types, yeah. and what what um, feeds it. And so we had a lot of decisions to make, mm-hmm. and lots of doctors' appointments and consults, and you know everybody's giving you all their ideas yeah. of what should happen. And um, but we just had this feeling that God God was going to reveal to us what needed to happen. Yeah, I understand that idea of all these voices are coming at you, and it's like God, I need you. Mm-hmm. Like I really need you to yes. make it clear. What were some things that God was doing in your life before that point to prepare your heart? How were your thoughts and perspectives shifting and changing before it happened? Um, I had I mentioned earlier I worked for a ministry. Um, prior to that, I was in the business world. I was in the insurance industry. Um, I had even worked for the insurance commission in the state of Oklahoma, and really had become pretty prideful, honestly, mm. and just felt like I, I was doing all these things, and yes, God was allowing me to do these things, but my pride got in the way quite a bit, yeah. and um, just realized um, in November, before I started working for Reaching Souls in, in January, that God had bigger plans, and God wanted me to do some other things, and so I left the world that I knew, took mm. a 
pretty significant pay cut to mm. go to work in a ministry. And it was such a blessing because my perspective changed so much and my focus became on God so much more yeah. and so much learning during that time. And I learned some new ways to study the Bible that I had never known before. So mm. here I am, you know, 38 years old, learning new ways um, <laughs> to study the scripture that I had been involved with for 38 years, yeah. you know, and it was just, God was just moving on me and just, I, I, I all I wanted to do was read my Bible and wanted mm-hmm. to be involved in those things and learning new things and explaining new things and teaching new things. And so, um, Jeremy, one during a service not too long ago, or not too far after my diagnosis, said that many times trials and sufferings come after times of growth. Mm. And it was very obvious that the you know three or four years prior to my diagnosis, I had grown a lot as a Christian. Yeah. And... Um, Thank goodness, because it was why I was able to walk through this situation, yeah. um, trusting God fully. Hmm. Was, would you say that there's anything out of that season of growth that was maybe most influential? You know, because you're facing this life-threatening situation, and to be able to even have that peace in that ultrasound room, um, was there anything that you were learning about God or how that relationship was building that really rooted that in for you? Yes. One of my favorite things um, that I was taught to do by Charla Hodges was to have a, a book and when, uh, just to jot notes down. And as you're studying Scripture, the characters of God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that you write those characteristics down. Mm-hmm. And it was just so um, simple such a simple thing to have, but I have it beside my bed all the time. So as I'm learning those things at the end of the night, I can write those things down. And I just think that um, focusing so much on who God is, Mm -hmm. just how could I not trust Him? Right. Uh, That's so good. Keeping that perspective, that focus on Him. And that's really great to be able to write those down because then you basically create like a little quick reference for yourself to be able to go through and reread. So you got the diagnosis and then, you know, having to make those decisions, seeking God, like, what do we do? Well, where did He lead you guys through that path? So there are are so many different choices. There's so many different choices in the types of surgery that you can have, Mm -hmm. the types of treatments you can have, the reconstruction that you can have. Um, and with the type of cancer I had, there were lots of options. Some were going to be better than others, but there were lots of options. But what my husband and I um, got, he finally got to go into an appointment with me. Because mm. remember, this was during COVID-19. Nobody right. got to go with me. So all these appointments, I was going by myself. Yeah. Um, and th- But they let him come into the one where we went over all the different options. And it was so much. Um, I will say it was probably the one appointment that I was the most overwhelmed with the information um, that that we received. But God just made it so simple. And we were able to go and to make positives and negatives of each of the things. And and then then you make your choice, and then you go find out if that really is an option for you. So it's really a crazy process. Um, One, I don't think that you could really understand until you walked through it. But in all that craziness, my husband and I both just said, okay, we're going to write down on a piece of paper which one of these we think is best, mm-hmm. and we're going to turn it over at the same time and see, <laughs> you know, like if God is yeah. telling us, that, and we had the exact same 
wow. of all the all the treatment, all the surgeries, all the reconstruction, everything wow. was the exact same. Wow. And so that was just a huge confirmation to us yeah. that we were listening to God and um, that He He made this way. Um, mm-hmm. After after going through the first surgery and all of my tissues being um, yeah. looked at, what we found out is that the decision that God gave us was the best decision mm. because there was more cancer there than they realized. Wow. There was another whole type of cancer there that if we oh would gosh. have done a less invasive surgery, mm-hmm. I would have ended up with more treatments. It could have spread a lot quicker. There's just so many other things mm-hmm. where my life would be so different than it is yeah. now. Wow. What a grace of God <laughs> yes. to, to guide y'all like that and to give such good confirmation. It's so good to know this is what God wants us to do. Man, that's so good. Well, what has life looked like since then for you? And how did worship really tie in to those experiences? Um, like I said, I was by myself for a lot of these um, going to the doctors. And, you know, I'm, I'm a person that thinks a lot in the car. Yeah. Um, and so getting to think too much was, was not going to be positive. Mm. And so worship music, being able to sing praises to Him, um, and many times just cry out to thank Him because I was getting some good inf- good information, and yeah. I had great doctors that really cared about me. And so just to really praise Him for even in this trial, pr- just providing the little things, mm. you know, like an appointment. They would tell me it was three weeks out, Well, but then I'd ask to be on the cancellation list. I'd get a cancellation and get bumped up to a week. I mean, so many things like that that God just took care of. But I will say, it it's not easy. None of that was easy. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's still days that it's hard to to see myself, yeah. um, you know. And I think that's the thing with with others that may be going through a situation like this. That it's so important to know that. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, everything was great. It was hunky-dory the whole time. That's not what it was. But it was in the times that those things were so difficult that I couldn't help but thank God for the opportunities that He did provide during those times. So um, one of my favorites was figuring out that we all these women were in the waiting room by ourselves. And there were some ladies that were so nervous, they looked petrified many times. And so what I started doing was taking my Bible in. And I was very intentional about opening that in front of them and reading Mm. my Bible in the waiting room because it gave an opportunity to have conversations. Um, You know, if there was a lady that was visibly upset about something, you know, I was able to encourage them with the Word. Mm -hmm. Um, So those kinds of things were just opportunities because I'm a... I'm a people person, but I'm sort of a people person once you get to know me. <laughs> right, sure. Um, so for me, just to be that outgoing um, and to share those things with ladies was definitely God and having to trust. Because wh- yeah. I that was my thing from the very beginning. I wanted Him to use this hmm. um, for His glory. Wow. That's really cool to be that intentional with going in there, realizing, okay, um, how can I minister to these people? And you mentioned wanting this to be used and not getting bitter at God. How did worship help that purpose and that focus for you? Well, I think it's it's one of those things. If your focus is on God, it's hard to feel sorry for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, God sent His Son to die on a cross for me yeah. and to have a death that He didn't deserve because mm-hmm. of the things I had done. He suffered you know, losing his son. So for me to be focused on me during that time just felt wrong. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And to be able to focus on Him um, provided that peace that allowed for worship to occur. And so I feel like the bitterness can come if we're poor me. Oh, my goodness, I'm having to walk through this. And I'm not saying there were days that it wasn't tough. And I was like, oh, goodness, this is not what I chose to walk through, you know. But every time that I felt like I started to get to that point... And even now, in the treatment that I'm still um, taking, um, there are tough days, but I have to remember to, to refocus and to put that focus on Him. Yeah, it's not a one-time fix. Right. <laughs> it's a daily reminder for sure. Yes. One of the things that I noticed in your story was that you talked about how worshiping through trials is satisfying to our souls, and you compared it to this idea of nourishment when we're hungry. Maybe bring us into some of those moments when that was most impactful for you. Are there any that you could share off the top of your head? There are so many. Um, There were some times um, walking through this that I would definitely say I was lacking some nourishment. And um, that's my husband was so good to remind me, Leah, every time that things have gotten tough, you've worshiped. Every time that, you know, things are, you're getting a little scary or I can see the worry on your face. We've turned, we've turned worship music. We've Mm -hmm. prayed together. You know, we've prayed as a family. We've read scripture. Um, And so... I think it's just important to go back to those fundamental things that we know um, that help us through everyday mm-hmm. life. I mean, that's being in the Word. It's yeah. personal prayer with God. It's it, it, And you get that full reliance on Him because of doing those things. Mm-hmm. And so it's something we're called to do, but it definitely would feed, um, feed me when I was feeling very uh, malnourished in those times. Yeah. You said that you never asked God why. Why is that? Because I'm very curious because, I I mean, this is something that I've struggled with in my life at different times, and I I hear other people as well, you know, God, why this? Why this? Was it like something from Scripture or something from uh, your own experience? I don't know. I'm curious. You know, and like I I said, you know, when we lost our child, I was very much like, God, why why would you make me go through this? Why would you do this? And I just, it never even dawned on me. It didn't even dawn on me until I was trying to write some of my story Hmm. that I never asked why. Hmm. Like, that just was not something that I even thought about. Um, I just said, God, if we're going to walk through this, let's use it, you yeah, know? Right. Like, let's, let's, not, let's not waste it. And I know He's not going to waste it, but I, I didn't want to not be sensitive to the times that He wanted me to share it or use it. Yeah. Um, I wanted Him to totally get all the glory for it. And mm. I, I don't know. I just never, it just never was a question of why. It was yeah. just, this is what you're, you've been given and let's walk through it and get it get it done you know (laughs) let's do it and let's use it yes Yes. man i love that perspective and i think the other thing is if i asked why it was going back onto me um Mm. and i was taking that focus off of him and putting Mm. those things back um in in a selfish light if i was asking that because putting a a poisonous pill in your mouth every single night knowing that you're going to be sick the next eight to ten hours and when i first Mm. started it a good 12 to 15 hours um, it would have been very easy you know to 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 ask that and i just he just gave me a piece to know that he was ultimately in control and i didn't need to ask why there wasn't an answer except for him to get to use this for his glory yeah and so that encourages me Uh, (laughs) thank you so much um well how has he used it to impact others and to to show his glory I struggled really hard about putting my story on Facebook when I was first diagnosed. Mm. Um, I did wait, um, gosh, probably six weeks after diagnosis before I 
before anybody outside of my family and a couple of close friends knew. Mm. And um, I had a really good sister that I run with that just said, Leah, she goes, you're saying that you want God to use the story, but if you're not telling the story, he can't <laughs> use it, you know? Yeah. And so she just, she said, I'm not saying push it now, but I'm, she said, but just make sure you are, you know, telling your story. Mm-hmm. She goes, you're, you're handling this the exact way he would want you to. You're doing everything um, in the right manner for, for his glory. And you just, you need to make sure that people see that. So I did end up putting my, my story out there um, a couple of weeks before. Before my first surgery was scheduled, um, that ended up getting postponed, which is a whole nother story. I'll tell you in just a second. But, um, and another way that God just showed up and, and shined out. So, um, but I've done that. I worked with a, a group called Project Thirty One, um, which is a ministry specifically for women um, that are walking through the breast cancer journey. And we have a, a thing called Staring Cancer in the Faith, mm. and it's all about pointing all these hard things that you're walking through back to Christ yeah. and letting Him help you walk through those situations. So. I've been beside bedside of people that have been diagnosed mm. with breast cancer that that isn't curable, um, that that they're probably not going to walk out of in the next couple of wow. weeks or months, and just to get to make sure that they got to hear the gospel, mm. um, to make sure that if there was anything that I could help facilitate and them becoming saved before that time came, yeah. um, just getting to see those sisters in heaven um, was is so important to me. And so that was another way that I've gotten to use it. And then um, last year I had this crazy, well, actually earlier this year, I had this crazy uh, friend that was like, Leah, let's go run a marathon. <laughs> and so um, just getting to sort of talk that through with other runners and things like that, um, I've gotten to share with other people that I would have never gotten to share with. Mm. And so um, I got is using it in, in mighty ways. And I, I'm being asked to come talk with some uh, some women's uh, retreats and things now, and oh, so wow. God God is using it, and that's yeah. that's exactly what I wanted Him to do. What I mentioned just a minute ago that yeah. my first my surgery was scheduled. It was supposed to happen the week after Christmas, and um, I ran a, a half marathon on Saturday. And then went and got a COVID test on Tuesday because that's when you were having a COVID test before you went in for yeah. any kind of. And I came back. Positive. Oh, I was devastated. I'm just gonna have to live with this cancer inside of me for this much longer. Yeah. Um, but in the in hindsight, it was so awesome because I had to stay at home. I got to really just spend some one-on-one time with God in the, yeah. that whole that week that I was there, and it just became such a blessing. And then, because obviously we didn't know that I had it, um, my family was all quarantined with me and yeah. ended up testing positive. And so we got a whole extra week just as a family mm-hmm. with nothing that we had to go do. We just got to spend time as a family. And at that time, we didn't know if my cancer had spread. We didn't know Mm. what the future looked like. Um, So to me, it was just sweet time that Jesus provided us to get to be as a family. Um, So, And there's so many stories like that. I I kept a a praise journal um, that I have those kinds of stories. But I think just focusing on all the good things that God was doing, even in Mm -hmm. the midst of hard things yeah. was the the thing that kept kept me going and yeah. it kept my family going. I mean, to hear my son say, "Mom, I wasn't worried 
because you weren't worried. You continued to, to point me to Christ through the whole thing. Mm. He goes, I just never had to worry. And although we can't save our children, only God can save yeah. our children, um, it's important that our testimony, that they see it, not, not just on Sundays at church, yeah. but they see it in our homes every single day. Mm-hmm. I think your perspective of, okay, God, I don't understand this, but I'm still going to pursue your presence, and I'm going to pursue how you want to lead and guide, and what do you want to do in me through this is one that we all need to grow in and need to hear. Uh, We talked a little bit the other night about how we need to be sharing our testimonies and how you had a recent opportunity to do something like that in Africa, right? Yes. Yeah. So could you share a little bit about that experience? Sure. With Reaching Souls, I got to go on what we call a Leadership Development Institute, and this is where we bring in um, the national missionaries that we support, um, and we are now expanding into women evangelists because Mm. we're finding that in many countries, women can get in places into homes with other women that men, we can't send men into homes without a man there. That's just not appropriate. And so um, I got the opportunity to go train um, some of the women and uh, help with the selection process that we had there. And so Michelle Manus um, asked me to to share my testimony, first my salvation testimony and Mm -hmm. sort of leading up to to the cancer piece. And then a couple days later, I got to share about prayer and the importance of prayer and how through prayer and focusing on God that He can provide that peace for us that we need during difficult situations. And also on those days that are, that it can be too hard to pray for yourself, because um, I find it a lot easier to pray for others than for myself sometimes, right? And so on those days, there were women in my life that God had placed there within the last five years remind you that that is the time of growth that I've had, that I was able to say, today's one of those days I need you to intercede for me. Mm -hmm. I need you to pray for me because I can't can't Mm -hmm. pray. I don't even know what to tell you to pray. I'm just asking you to pray. Um, And so just to have that kind of a community is Mm -hmm. so important. And I think... If, if we're not sharing those things if, and asking people to pray for us or to, you know, help us out in different difficult situations, they go on to think that, oh, everything's hunky-dory in their life, and it, yeah. it's not. And um, we, have to, we have to make ourselves vulnerable so others feel comfortable to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. too. And if I feel like sometimes as Christians, we pretend everything's okay making others think that they have to have that perfect life too and yeah. and, and we're not being fair and right. it's not it's that's not what we're supposed to do as Christians yeah. we're supposed to be in the trenches with each other yeah. you know and help each other during those times so it was awesome to get to share that with the ladies in Africa many of them came up to me afterwards and their difficulties are different, but yes, there's cancer there. Mm-hmm. There's death of children there. Yeah. Um, many of the stories that I had had, the loss of you know family, they could connect with those stories. Mm-hmm. And being able to have the opportunity to share with them, if I wouldn't have, maybe their life wouldn't have been different. Or maybe when they their next trial comes up, they handle it differently. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I w- I'm hoping, um, you know, that God uses that story for them. Yeah, and that is the body of Christ. I mean, that's what we were made for. I mean, obviously, the Holy Spirit and God and Himself is, are the ones that, that do the changing and the work, but He uses the community of faith to do that. He uses the body of Christ to do that. And yes, if we're not open and sharing, then yeah, people do look in and think, oh, everybody just has it all together, and how freeing it is 
to be able to say, I'm not okay. I, I, I trust God. I believe him, but right now I need support. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a time when you might be the one needing support, and there's going to be the time when you're the support for the other. Yes. And that's just God's great design yes. through the, the community of faith. Well, and I think my journey's not over. Sure. My surgeries were there. I'm still undergoing treatment. Yeah. Um, and actually, last November, um, my oncologist told me, he said, Leah, I'm not saying this to scare you, but I need you to go enjoy life. I need mm-hmm. you to get everything done that you want to do. I don't want you to have any regrets. Mm-hmm. Because as young as you were with this, um, even with the treatments that we're doing, there is a high probability of it coming back. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't want you to, to hold anything back. And so when I did get that opportunity to get to go to Africa yeah. to share, and, or when I get asked to you know, come to a I feel like these are God's ways of allowing me to, to share that and for Him to use this. Yeah. Because if it does come back, it comes back, you know? Yeah, and I yeah. just, but. I, I also think it's important for people to know that this is still it's it's not like oh she she did this and it's over like I'm walking through this every day mm-hmm. I'm making that choice every single day to focus on the positive things that God has yeah. done um, to continue to worship Him to continue to help other people when they're suffering to to focus on Him because I'm living it every single day. Mm-hmm. Well, Leah, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I think at this point, we'll go ahead and just take a quick break, and then we'll finish up with our three questions. Hey, everyone. Before we finish up today's episode, I just want to take a minute and say thanks for listening and also let you know that the Made for Glory podcast is produced by Christ Life Art. Christ Life Art is a ministry focused on encouraging others in their faith by cultivating a deeper love of God through a wider view of His glory. So if you want to help this podcast keep going, first I'd ask that you pray for it. Pray that God would use the story shared here to change lives. Then subscribe and share the episodes however you can to help get the word out. You can also support this work financially by donating a wood ring to a future guest. And so this allows you to be an active part in helping someone remember who they are in Christ and help them share their story for others. You can find out more details about this at ChristLifeArt.com support. And you can find out more about the purpose and the vision behind this podcast by checking out the special trailer episode, which is episode zero. All right, everyone, welcome back. And we're going to finish out today's episode with our three questions with Leah. And so first up, Leah, what was a verse for you that was really impactful for your journey? I had a couple, um, so I'm going to share two if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but my overall um, cancer verse, or what I call cancer verse, is Joshua 1.9, where it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For mm. the Lord your God will go wherever you go. Yeah. Um, that was so important for me because I was doing so much of it by myself, mm-hmm. that I wasn't by myself, yeah. um, that He was always there wherever I had to go for those appointments and things. And the other one... Um, um, just because I was a runner, uh, hit me in a, in, a, in a different way. But that's Romans 5, 3 through 4, um, which says, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Mm. And that's what I, I hope to give everybody else is, is just that 
that God gives hope in yeah. these dark situations. Yeah, and that hope does not disappoint. <laughs> so good. All right, second up is maybe a song, book, or sermon that has been an encouragement to you. I read a couple of different books. Um, but really what I, I spent most of the time was just different scripture. But music speaks to my soul, yeah. and I absolutely um, love music. I wish I could sing. Oh, I wish I could sing. I'm not a good singer, but I do sing um, yes. anyway. Yeah, you should. And so, but um, the goodness of God, um, it's one that we sing here at the church mm-hmm. often, and it just talks about all my life that God's been faithful, and that um, in these trials and these situations that we just have to continue to remember God's been good. Mm-hmm. He, he got me through the death of my grandfather. He got me through the death of my grandmother. He got me through the loss of our little girl. And mm-hmm. he's going to get me through this. Yeah. Um, whether, as Jeremy, um, our pastor here at FBC Newcastle, often says, you know, sometimes you're healed on earth and sometimes you're healed in heaven. Yeah. And whatever that was going to be, I wanted to be at peace with that. Man, yeah, I love that song. So last up, if someone is listening to this right now that is maybe going through um, a trial similar to yours, what would you want to tell them? I would just remind them to focus on Christ. He is the only way through any difficult situation. Um, And on those days that it's hard to do that, to depend on your community. Find those brothers and sisters that are going to support you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's hard in these situations because people may have different motives in helping you. Or they may say, hey, I'm there if you need anything, but when the time comes and you call, they're not there. Mm -hmm. So finding that community that's really going to support you, that person that you can call at midnight when you're struggling. Um, So I would just say focus on Christ, find that community, and then just be still and let Him do the work. Yeah. And there's something that you wrote uh, that kind of connects to that a little bit. Are we gazing at our problems or are we glancing at them while gazing at God? Yes. Yeah. Well, Leah, again, thank you. I just want to say a quick prayer for you and for those listening right now, just that God would continue to use your story and use this in the lives of those listening. So, God, I thank you for Leah. I thank you for her willingness to share. God, man, I was just blessed to hear just her perspective um, and how she was so intentional with that. Not that the pain was easy, God, but how you just worked in her life, God, to prepare her for this and, God, how you have equipped her and how you are sending her out now, God, to use this. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would continue to work and shape Leah, God, to be that uh, that tool, that vessel, that, that mouthpiece, God, for you. And that uh, there would be lives, God, impacted for all eternity uh, because of uh, what you've done in her and how you're using her. And God, I thank you for those that are listening right now. God, for anyone that might be going through cancer, any other kind of medical situation, or just any other unexpected trial, God, that, Lord, that you would um, work in their heart to, God, be still, and God, to worship God through it, and God, that they would um, intentionally come to be in your presence, to hear from you, to be encouraged by you, and to be held up by you. And God, put that community around them. God, give them that one, two, maybe three solid people in their lives that God will listen and will encourage and will point them to you. And so, God, I pray for that for those that need it. 
God, again, thank you and use this story, God, however you wish to see people um, encouraged in their faith. Thank you for this, Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Thank you guys again for hanging out and listening to Leah's story. Um, I hope you guys subscribe and keep following the podcast where you'll hear uh, some future stories of another life that's been made for glory. Mm-hmm.